What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the High Performance Producer Podcast, where we give you the catalyst to enhance your music career and stop procrastination through actionable strategies. Join myself, Cody, and my co-host, Jared, on a journey to unlock your true potential and gain the skills of self-confidence, discipline, self-control, and the grit needed to optimize your musical journey. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the High Performance Producer Podcast, where today I'm here with my host, as always, Cody, and we're going to be teaching you guys about trying to learn better and trying to understand how you can get into music through things like watching tutorials, things like uh, listening to podcasts like this one, reading books, um, and different actual aspects and tactics that you can take into the ways that you can consume that information to make sure that it sticks with you. And that you can take it forward going uh, to the to the next year and things like that. So you can keep building and growing in your production career. So the first thing that I want to talk about is making sure you're doing some sort of active recall. And making sure that you're not just taking in the knowledge, but you're actually trying to do stuff with that knowledge. So all the time we'll just watch maybe a tutorial here or stack up a whole bunch of tutorials and we just keep consuming and keep consuming. And we never actually try the things that we're, we're consuming. We don't actually sit and take notes and then go apply those notes and figure out what are the action steps and what are the real world like applications to this, especially in terms of music, real world application being, how am I actually going to play this out? How am I going to drum this? How am I going to hit the pads for this one? So when you're going through, or like the first tactic that we can say is when you're watching these tutorials, when you're uh, reading a book, when you're listening to the podcast, whatever it happens to be, Um, I'm just going to use tutorials in this case. When you hear the person say, try this thing out, or when you see the person do a specific thing that you want to try to do, make sure that either A, you take a note of it, and then when the video ends, you take that list of notes that you've compiled, and you go and try to do it on a new track, and you go experiment a little bit, and then try it out. And then again, you'll have this list of notes for you to then go back to and use this active recall the next day to try that same list of notes out. Or again, maybe a week later, you try the same list of notes out. So this way you have all the things that that person taught you in your arsenal. So maybe they taught you some new things about drum techniques or grooves, or then maybe they taught you something new about how to play the sax. So you'll have eventually a culmination of notes that are basically in your head to use at any time. And you'll sometimes uh, get that, that usual beat block or that time where the, the beat doesn't feel right. You don't know how to fill the space. And it'll make those situations a lot easier and you'll have a lot more knowledge to draw upon and things to be inspired by to actually figure out how to maybe make that transition or arrange the track in a certain way because you were listening to this track earlier or because you're listening to a tutorial earlier that told you how to do it in that certain way. So by, again, taking notes and then using active recall and, again, putting into literal action what the steps are from those videos or from the tutorial, et cetera, et cetera, and doing it in different spans of time. So typically right after you watch the video is the best time. Like again, immediately is is like necessary. But then the active recall takes place when you do it another time the next day and then typically a week later and then a month later. And you can do different spans, but I would I would suggest just starting off with that at a bare minimum. So this way you can consistently at least uh, know what knowledge you can come back to and use, to to say the least. Um, so with that, 
I know that there's a, a lot of other sources than what I was saying, which are more or less just watching a tutorial or watching a video. And one of the, uh, again, big sources that are coming up now is things like podcasts and also making sure that you read and doing things like that. And one of the, the best sources for, for knowledge is my friend and my co-host Cody's uh, Chilled Samples podcast, where he interviews some of the best uh, uh, artists in the Chilled Sample scene or in the Chill Hop scene. And basically, uh, he's going to tell you a little bit about why it's really important and how you can consume uh, things such as podcasts and things such as books and other lanes of information. Yeah. And Jared, active recall is such an important concept, especially as we're discussing how to learn better. Um, And so once you really identify those tactics that you can put in place to uh, to learn better from the content that you're consuming, Of course, we have to start talking about the educational content that you are indeed plugging yourself into. Um, Just like you said, tutorials are a great example. And I know personally, especially in my in my first few years of of production, having Ableton pulled up as I'm watching tutorials and taking notes and literally um, replicating what I'm seeing in Ableton so I can get that hands on experience was was absolutely huge. Um, But then for me, Books have absolutely changed my life. Um, And a lot of them are categorized as quote unquote self-help books, which interestingly have a negative connotation in some circles. But for me, they like like spending my spending time every single day reading those books is one of the most important things that I do for my personal inspiration, for, for my personal educational growth. And the analogy I love to use is from... Uh, is from Steve-O, uh, one of the Jackass stars. And he he uses this, he utilized this analogy um, in regards to his sobriety. So he's like a member of AA and he of course went through an extremely public, a lot of public years of intoxication and then he's gone through a lot of public years of sobriety. But when he was discussing his sobriety, he used the analogy of um, looking at looking at his body as a refrigerator. And if you have... All, you you have all of your food plugged into the refrigerator. Well, as soon as you unplug the electricity from the fridge, everything in the fridge is going to go bad. And so that's why he stays plugged into like AA and other members of the of the sober community. So he ensures that his internal sobriety doesn't go bad. And as soon as I heard him say that on a podcast, coincidentally, I, I instantly thought about all of the books that I read. And whether it be Extreme Ownership, The 5 a.m. Club, The War of Art, Turning Pro, the list goes on and on. As long as I'm continuously reading books that are geared towards my personal development in whatever facet, leadership, um, artistic, health, I, I, I'm staying plugged into that source of inspiration. So my internal inspiration doesn't go bad. And there, there's something about the, the physical content there, the physical contact of holding a book, turning the pages and reading the words. And I know some of you out there definitely uh, enjoy audiobooks, or, or maybe you, you read, I don't know if Kindles exist anymore, but if you're reading on your iPad, but it, uh, I, I highly suggest actually picking up the physical copy because I think there is something magical about actually having that hardcover or paperback book in your hands. And so once again, think of, think of your internal 
education. Think of your internal inspiration as as that fridge and making sure you're staying plugged in to these sources of inspirational education. Um, And then, of course, another great way to to learn and to, to find those education sources is by listening to podcasts. And I know you and I are both avid fans of podcasts. Of course, we're the hosts of podcasts. And so we're, we're biased, but even thinking back before, um, before we started high performance producers podcast or before I started the chilled samples podcast, I had, I had a list of about four. So, um, Tim Ferriss's podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, Aubrey Marcus's podcast. Um, those, and, and the Rich Roll podcast, I, I love just hearing the stories and the insights of all of the guests that come on because you can learn so much through the stories that they tell. Um, and especially, if, and I, I know there's, there, there's more entertainment-based podcasts out there, which those are, I, I suppose, fun to listen to. I, I can't say that I actually listen to any entertainment-based podcasts, but um, Listen, listening to those conversations of inspirational artists, inspirational athletes, inspirational scientists, you name it, it, it allows you to relate your journey, um, your own life experience to theirs. And especially if it's somebody that you look up to, you can, you can really utilize that as a source of inspiration, especially if you, if you see where they started and where they're at now. Um, but that all comes down to staying plugged into those educational sources. And of course, taking advantage of the knowledge that you're learning today and utilizing the tactics of active recall to ensure that not only are you learning, but you're learning better and you're getting everything that you can um, out of these situations and, and out, of, out of the content that you're consuming. Um, which, Jared, I know I had brought up um, looking, looking at the people that you look up to and trying, trying to figure out what worked for them and then utilizing those aspects in your life. So um, what would you want to tell the listeners about um, re- recreating what others do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I'll definitely get into a couple of my influences first, but I want to just kind of end off your topic. What is maybe one particular book and one podcast that you really enjoy? I know you you named off a few, but what's maybe your current favorite or favorite of all time, whatever it happens to be, but what would you say is just one and then maybe like the the quick version of, of, of what it is and, and why it's like impactful to you? Uh, so the the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield is hands down my my favorite book of all time. But I will also have to lump in the Artist Journey, Turning Pro, and Do the Work, along with the War of Art, which are all written by Stephen Pressfield. Those have become essentially my artistic um, Bible series, um, if you want to if you want to utilize that <laughs> that analogy. And it's it they've been so unbelievably impactful impactful for me. Um, and I, I recommend those books as often as I can. And everybody that, that I talk to that ends up reading those books, um, they, they feel like they, they gain a positive, um, they, they gain some, uh, those books give them a positive impact in their own lives. As far as podcasts, conversations with Kevin Hart, 
when he's laying out his stories of success, uh, he's extremely inspirational to me because that dude knows how to work hard. And he came from, um, I mean, he essentially came from nothing and has built an absolute empire. So uh, listening and, and he's also extremely enjoyable to talk to and he, he's good at cracking jokes. So um, off the top of my head, I, I throw that one, but, but Jared, I, I think I could probably yeah. give you a, a very, very long list. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you there. I was going to say, I could definitely keep, keep riffing them off when, when you tossed over that question of, of, uh, how, how you kind of use those uh, people that you look up to as inspiration. That was, that was what I was thinking of. It was like, oh man, I could look over to, to like the bookshelf and I'm just like, oh, there's so many things. And like a lot of the ones that you named are definitely ones that I, I watch and listen to as well and definitely have similar tastes, uh, obviously. And so I completely agree. And, and one thing, and this is actually coming from a, a book that I've been reading recently and there's an author that I enjoy. His name's Austin Cleon. And the book's name is Steal Like an Artist, I believe. I'm only yeah. on like the, like, it's a really quick read, but I, it's like I'm only on like the third chapter or something. But it was something that he, he said, and it was to, you have to A, stand on the shoulders of giants sometimes, but it's when you're working um, and trying to recreate things, um, especially at the beginning phase in particular, when you start to grow into your own sound, and you start to figure things out, you don't recreate as much, but especially again, at that very start, if you're feeling scared, if you need something to be inspired by, when you do end up trying to recreate things or trying to uh, learn through recreation, especially, which is a huge thing in music, is to play other people's songs or to understand certain people's drum sequences for me. Um, or how they chopped a sample, um, all these different types of ways to learn. It's not just good enough to sit there and do the exact same thing and copy the person. You have to understand the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. So there's um, basically a lot of times we'll just sit and if you're maybe strumming the guitar, you'll strum the guitar in the same way, but you won't understand why one chord sounds good going to the next chord or why these things are in a similar relation to each other, if you're just saying, oh, I'm going from this letter to this letter, if that's how we usually would think about it at the beginning, or at least for me, when I'm, I'm still a beginner on basically every instrument other than maybe uh, a sampler, but that, that's how I think about it. And it's something that we can get consumed in instead of really understanding why we're doing it. So uh, I'll make my references more to sampling and drumming in this case, but on, it's not just good enough to put down a pattern. You have to understand why that pattern has a certain groove, why certain elements of it for, for drums are sitting a little bit off the grid or if it's pushed or pulled and how things are sounding, where the fills are, where things are being placed, when things are being pulled back or pushed forward again, like or, or key elements. And if you don't understand why you're doing it and you just com consistently do the thing, you won't be able to then eventually, and this is the important part, take all those elements and pull them together to do things that you would want to do. So instead of just understanding, you'll, you'll start to understand different components that you can bring together and utilize and build bigger pieces up towards, again, tools in the arsenal. And instead of having all these things that you kind of know and you, you lack the knowledge of what's underneath, you'll be able to actually figure out how to do those things. Um, and the story that uh, I can't remember who, who the actual professor is in this story or who the, the lecturer is, or I think I believe it's a scientist. Uh, it's a story that goes a uh, scientist and his taxi driver are basically always um, going to conferences, going to different places to speak. <clears throat> and he's like telling everyone about his crazy theories and about how science works more or less. Uh, again, I'm skewing the story a little bit here, but 
So he he goes on and on and on. And he does this, and the same driver's driving him everywhere. And after maybe a couple months, the driver goes, "Hey, like I, I think I I can actually do this for you. Like if you want today, like I I want to try to be the speaker. Like I, I want to go in front of the people." And and the the scientist like thinks about it for a second. He's like kind of hesitant, and he's like the, the the cab driver's like, "No, no, no. Like I got this. Like I think about it. Like I've literally listened to you do this every single day for the past like six months. You know what I mean? Like I I I could recite it back to you right now." He's like super confident. So he's like, yeah, you know what? Fine, you can, you can do it. And, and, and he kind of like smirking a little bit. And so the, the, the guy goes in front of the audience. Uh, they kind of dress him up a little similar. It's just what he looks the same. They put him in a lab coat and whatnot. I mean, back in the day, nobody really didn't have pictures. So when the guy showed up, if he had a lab coat, like they trusted him. <laughs> he goes, gives this amazing presentation. Literally every single word that he said is spot on from, takes from the best presentations and like he he knows it like the 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 scientist guy knows it like this is like one of the best like lectures that that that, he, that was ever basically given on the topic but what happens is one of the people in the audience goes and asks him a question about it and the guy the the cab driver who just gave the the presentation has no answer and he goes that question is so easy that I'm actually going to pass it over to my taxi driver to to answer it for you <laughs> And obviously, in the, at the time, the taxi driver is the real scientist who then answers the question for the guy in the audience who goes, oh, wow, you're so smart. Like, I couldn't believe I, I missed that. And now everyone believes that obviously the taxi driver is a scientist. So it's kind of a, a funny story about not taking things for the surface level knowledge mm. of credibility, obviously, in this case, but also for just knowing things. And again, not copying and reciting the same things that you hear over and over again. In school, we're taught to prepare for the test and then forget about it. But in the real life, you you, you have to understand things and be able to build off things and put them together. Um, a, a huge person that I'm personally inspired by to kind of actually answer the question is uh, Richard Feynman in this particular case. And he's a huge proponent of first principles thinking. And if, if anybody isn't aware of what first principles thinking is, it's just taking things down to the, the very core problem, the very core principles of what you're building off of, and then going from there. Instead of trying to start at a higher level of abstraction, it's to start at a very low level of abstraction and build yourself up and create these foundational elements that everybody needs. So again, if anybody, I would highly suggest looking into it and uh, watching some of the lectures or reading the books, uh, as Cody mentioned earlier, uh, of people like Richard Feynman, of people... Um, a lot of the people that Cody mentioned, such as Jocko, such as uh, Tim Ferriss, the, the Rich Roll podcast as well, huge fan of. So definitely check all those things out. Um, as we also mentioned, uh, active recall. Make sure that you use active recall um, when you're trying to learn better and learn in a smarter way. So this way, when you do learn these things, you're not just forgetting about them. You can actually, again, you don't get stuck in those times when you're procrastinating what to do next and figuring out uh, how to get inspired, so to say. And then the last thing, which we were just talking about, is making sure that you aren't just copying people and making sure that you're uh, recreating to understand and have a, a, a quick, uh, a, have a reason behind why you're doing that. But if there's anything else that you want to add, Cody, before uh, a note? People, grab your books, grab your notebooks, learn better. Oh, yeah. You said it, my dude. And with that, definitely check out uh, any of the other episodes that we got. And peace. Peace.